0: Report, Part I, young woman's heart believed to have been damaged by Pfizer vaccine. Port Townsend woman, 27, told she now has heart of an 80-year-old. By Anna Waplin with the Port Townsend Free Press One day after Laura, a healthy, athletic 27-year-old Port Townsend woman, received her second COVID mRNA injection, she began having significant adverse reactions. Pressured to take the experimental injection for employment, Within days of the shot her body aches and chest pain intensified to the point where she couldn't get out of bed. When Laura called the local pharmacy where she received the shot about her adverse reactions, the pharmacist told her that her reaction was normal. When her chest pain continued to escalate, she called a CDC vaccination hotline where she was advised that she should wait 24 hours before seeking medical attention. She nonetheless drove herself to Jefferson Healthcare's ER in what turned out to be heart attack mode. Not listening to expert advice assuring her that her intense chest pain and other troubling reactions were normal, telling her she should wait it out rather than seek medical care, likely saved her life. The ER doctor said he didn't know how I was still alive. Following Laura's heart attack, Jefferson Healthcare, JHC, ran a battery of tests, identifying pericarditis resulting from vaccine damage. She was transferred later that day to a Silverdale hospital. There she had a second heart attack. Her ultimate diagnosis was acute myopericarditis with elevated troponin. She learned that her heart was now functioning at 30% capacity, told by the cardiologist it looked like that of an 80 year old. Myopericarditis is a combination of two types of heart damage pericarditis, inflammation of the heart lining, and myocarditis, inflammation of the heart muscle. Doctors have been warning since 2020 that spike proteins produced by the mRNA shots are toxic pathogens and that the heart is especially vulnerable. Nearly a year ago, UCLA pediatric rheumatologist Dr. Patrick Whelan sent a letter to the FDA about this problem, with links to studies demonstrating that. It appears that the viral spike protein that is the target of the major SARS-CoV-2 vaccines is also one of the key agents causing the damage to distant organs that may include the brain, heart, lung, and kidney this warning has since been confirmed through autopsies of those who died post-vaccination and by an unreleased Pfizer biodistribution study obtained by a Japanese Freedom of Information Act request, see my previous article. In June JAMA Cardiology published two reports of myocarditis detailed in 30 patients after mRNA COVID vaccines, in July PubMed posted a cross-sectional study of 29 published cases of acute myopericarditis. And in August the New England Journal of Medicine reported additional cases of myocarditis after COVID-19 mRNA vaccination. Troponin, shown to be elevated in Laura's cardiology notes, is a group of proteins found in the heart that regulate the function of cardiac muscle fibers. They can be found in the bloodstream when there is heart damage. Elevated levels are indicative of a heart attack. They are released into the blood when the cells of the heart are injured and not getting enough oxygen and nutrients. The more severely damaged the muscles of the heart are, the more that is leaked into the blood. Source, Laura's troponin was 15 times safe levels. None of the personnel at either hospital reported the vaccine injury to VARES, the CDC's Vaccine Adverse Events Reporting System. While at JHC, Laura had been pointed to the VARES website and told that she could file a report if she wanted to. The medical team in Silverdale confirmed it was her choice to report her vaccine injury. As described in my previous article, CDC guidelines require medical practitioners to report these adverse reactions to VAERS. The only national data system available to collect and analyze vaccine damage is not intended to be a choice foisted on the injured. The CDC defines it as an early warning system. That depends on healthcare professionals to report any health problems of clinical significance that may occur after vaccination. But feedback from around the country indicates that hospitals avoid reporting injuries and deaths following the shots as the rule rather than the exception. Despite significant underreporting, a search of the VAERS database brings up nearly 18,000 reports through November 12, 2021, for the cardiac issues from which Laura suffers following her shots. As of this December 2nd update, 1,200 new reports have been added since posting the original article. The greatest percentage of reports is in Laura's age cohort. Although now that shots have been rolled out for the kids, those injury numbers are growing. It is recognized that heart damage is occurring disproportionately in children and teens. We know this is a fraction of actual injuries, given that medical personnel who are seeing these patients generally deny that the shots are responsible. In my earlier article I described numerous heart injuries in Jefferson County directly following the shots, none of them reported. And as seen in Laura's case, even when health practitioners do acknowledge the vaccine caused the damage, they avoid reporting to VARES, passing their reporting requirements on to patients and their families who are typically daunted by the long, difficult and complicated process. It's easy to see how the more than 19,000 cardiac injuries now in the VAERS database associated with COVID vaccines would represent just the tip of the iceberg. Laura's adverse reaction brings to mind the career-ending injuries and sudden deaths of young athletes all over the world following these shots. Alternative news sites have compiled lists of world-class athletes, some of them publicly collapsing on playing fields and courts from vaccine-induced heart damage like Laura's. Click on this image to see a compilation of stories, including those listed below. A mere 18 months ago, multiple world-class athletes dropping dead on the field in front of fans and live TV audiences would be the top news story on every station across the entire world yet now we face exactly that situation and the news media is silent. Athletes like these. 31-year-old gold medalist speed skater diagnosed with pericarditis after receiving Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. 27-year-old professional baseball player died five weeks after COVID-19 vaccination. 29-year-old professional footballer suffers myocarditis after COVID-19 vaccine. 38-year-old volleyball player developed pericarditis after her second Pfizer vaccine. Professional mountain biker suffers several health problems after the Pfizer COVID-19 vaccine. World record holder in static breath hold free diving developed myocarditis and pericarditis after Pfizer vaccine. 27-year-old two-time Olympic archer died 10 days after Pfizer vaccine. Athletes in these articles tell a story the mainstream media will not share. Yes, the vaccine ended my season. 1000%. I was fine up until I took the vaccine. I got sick and I never quite recovered from it. NBA player Brandon Goodwin was told not to say anything about it, not to tell anybody. I am not anti vax, but I have never been convinced of taking this vaccine and now I understand why. I have had it and still have post vaccine pericarditis. Who pays the price for all this? Since I had my vaccine, between the Olympics and the US Open, I have a problem. I am struggling. I can't train, I can't play. In my head, it's difficult because I don't know how long it will last. For now, my season is over and I don't know when it will resume. Damaging healthy people to preserve the health of the weakest, a choice of backward logic. I would not get vaccinated if it had to be done again. Professional mountain bike racer Kyle Warner describes a common response by medical personnel to vaccine damage. When he started having strange reactions in his heart following his second shot, he was told in the ER that it was just an anxiety attack. He was then referred to a psychiatrist for a psychotic episode by the ER doctor. Such is the medical system's brainwashing that these shots are so safe, and injuries so rare, that adverse reactions are often dismissed as being mental delusions. Warner was ultimately diagnosed with pericarditis and a tachycardia syndrome. He, too, had to fill out his own report to Vares because no doctor would do it for him. It took him 45 minutes to complete. People are being coerced into making a decision based on lack of information. Real lives are being affected by not-so-rare consequences. Laura's story is becoming more common as younger age groups are receiving these shots. Bad news about the dangers that mRNA vaccines may pose to the heart and blood vessels keeps coming. A report recently presented at the American Heart Association's annual conference is described by journalist Alex Berenson. A new study of 566 patients who received either the Pfizer or Moderna vaccines shows that signs of cardiovascular damage soared following the shots. The risk of heart attacks or other severe coronary problems more than doubled months after the vaccines were administered, based on changes in markers of inflammation and other cell damage. Full article here. Editors note, this article was revised on December 2, 2021 to remove information that could compromise the woman we're calling Laura's anonymity. Laura had shared her harrowing medical crisis in detail in the hopes of saving others' lives. We don't know when or if the full original article will be able to be reposted. This abbreviated version nonetheless speaks to the increasingly prevalent heart damage she suffered within days of her second shot, without the earlier details of her personal story.